Hello everyone and welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Podcast and a special hello to Daniel from the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon because he has decided to name this episode. So basically for those that don't know, on the Thoth Witchcraft Patreon, those that support us get the opportunity to either give us a recommendation for an episode name or for basically what you want the episode to be about. So Daniel doesn't really care what we make the episode about, he just wanted the name Stealing Crystals. So I guess, Chris, we should sort of make it a little bit about crystals. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? So I've got a pet hate because you know we sell a lot of crystals. Yep. We sell them very cheaply. We sell them for a pound normally. But every single bloody new ager, when they buy them, bearing in mind they're very, very cheap compared to everyone else, we don't pay the slaves that mine them very much. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't say things like that, but it's true. (laughs) Um, Why is it that they always insist on a bloody bag? They buy a tiny little crystal. Yeah, and they want them individually like, bagged. Oh, can you wrap it up for me? Can you put it in a bag? It's like, seriously, mate, put it in your f***ing pocket. <laughs> seriously, is it just me or is it just crazy? <laughs> if you're buying a piece of quartz or a little obsidian or something, well, yeah. not obsidian because they're all scared of obsidian, aren't they? Well, it's dark, rose isn't it? Quartz. It's dark. If they're buying a rose quartz. <laughs> <laughs> then they always insist on it being put in a little bag. Yeah. And then that just sticks out of their pocket. Yeah. I don't get it. Can you shed some light on this? <laughs> but it's all about the energies, isn't it? It's all about the energies. I, d- I don't get it. At the end of the day, it's a rock. Um, It's not been programmed yet, so it's not doing anything. Um, It's just a crystal. Um, well, I don't know about that. I mean, you say it's not been programmed, but how many times have you put your little hand in a, a rose quartz <laughs> crystal section at Crystal Shop and put a little something in all of them? And it certainly <laughs> wasn't love and light, was it? That doesn't count. I'm talking about hours. Uh, what do you put in hours? I don't put anything in hours. Hours are clean. Hours are clean, yeah. You well, might they... be careful where you're getting all your crystals and that from. Yeah. Because, you know, they, you might get more than you bargained for, especially <laughs> in some of those Glastonbury shops. <laughs> but the thing is, it's one of it's it's one of those where they go out, and most of them, the bit that really gets me is is when they're there, stood with a pendulum that they bought two minutes ago oh, from no. another store. Um, and have then decided, you know, I've got enough of a relationship in the 30 seconds I've owned this thing to now select a load of other items from somebody else. Um, I don't know if he actually meant for this to be one of his rants. He probably did set us up specifically, didn't he? Because he knew it would be ranty. But Daniel, do you think yeah. he likes listening to us go on and on and on? I imagine so. Ages? He did I name another so. episode as well, but I've got to wait for some gossip and random things to happen because uh i don't think it's a good enough name for just uh it's got to be a gossipy kind of one but anyway we'll leave it at that so when it comes to the way we 
display our crystals and that. We put them all in one of those um, wagon wheels where they've got separate sections, but they're assorted by colour. So you don't just have one type. You've normally got one rough kind of colour in each spoke. Yeah. Now, you'll always get someone pick one out and say, well, what does this do? <laughs> and then you'll say something, normally the same old thing, and they'll put it back and then they'll pick another one out and say, what does this one do? Yeah. Can you share our philosophy on but selecting the... crystals? Do but you the... need to buy a crystal Bible? No, you really don't. And the last thing you should buy is probably a crystal Bible. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't... I think we're so used to looking at catalogues and things like that. Um, and they're so used to looking at recipe books that things all have to have a correspondence and they've all got to be something particular. So colour for me, uh, we separate them by colour just one, because it looks good. Um, and two, because it really doesn't matter. If someone's going to select something, they're going to select it because they like its colour or its shape. Not because, or at least they shouldn't be, uh, selecting them because, oh, such and such a book told me I should have that one. Um, you know, I just... At the, at the end of the day, if you're coming in and it, what's a perfect example I'm trying to give, um, you know, oh, I need I've got some anxiety. I need um, uh, I need to I need to get, I don't know, a soda light or something. And then um, you go to the wheel and you kind of reach what, like out. Like a Diet Coke <laughs> or a Sprint light. <laughs> a sprint light. The, the, the dark blue one. Um, <laughs> so the. You know, they might go, oh well, oh, well, I need it because of this book's told me that, oh, that's good for anxiety. I'm like, well, that would totally depend on how you react with that frequency, surely. So if that frequency is something that is going to set off your anxiety, the last thing you probably should be collecting for yourself is a soda light. But, you know, people don't seem to have that kind of common sense approach to i went to say tools then but you know ingredients um well when they don't let the ingredients talk to them and they don't try and form any sort of relationship with them do they they just exactly. say well the book says i need this correspondence so that's what i suppose i'm gonna get well that's all of that type of crystal that's what i need so what i'll do is i'll select one that i think's pretty and ignoring the one that you actually want to buy that you end up buying as well, yeah. which is the one they're screaming out to yeah. help you with the work. Yeah, exactly. So, Do you use crystals in your personal practice, <laughs> despite selling them? I use a few every now and again, um, if a particular stone speaks to me, uh, because you're forever telling me off about not taking the um, the strays home with me. Um but mostly I mostly of those ones that find me, they're normally for somebody else anyway. Yeah. They just I haven't met or haven't seen the problem that somebody else needs it for. Um because I you know, I you know how I operate and how we both kind of operate to a certain extent. In consultations we're probably the worst salesman going because it'd be like, Oh, you don't need any of this 
Um, just go for a walk. <laughs> um, pick up whatever pebble speaks to you. Uh, go and have a rummage in, in the woods. Find a few herbs that, that speak out to you. Wrap them all up in a, a napkin or a bit of old denim. And then uh, and then carry it on you until the magic's done. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's we try to foster this organic approach to, you know, kick in, um, kick in that subconscious that allows them to make those sorts of choices ready for the right kind of uh, working, depending on exactly what that is. Whereas, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, a lot of people think that spells work like ingredients from a cookbook and that you need all of these things and that that's what makes the magic happen. And to a certain extent, that can be true, but you need to understand and utilise the Why ingredients those things properly. are there. So animism, if you're working with the spirit of the object, then that's going to be important. But at the same time, like, I mean, specifically for crystals, we give basic formulas and i say formulas for uh, or methods i should say yeah modus operandi yeah for creating um jar spells and charm bags and that sort of thing which you can look on the foff tv youtube channel because it shows you exactly how to do them they're basic methods and they normally involve picking random crystals and with that we don't even separate them out in color we have them all in a massive basket normally yeah. don't we pick out of this um yeah and you don't need that i mean personally i don't really use crystals in my practice but they're so so popular that people just really like them um for me probably the closest thing to crystal magic i really do on a regular basis is actually working with gravel from people's driveways yeah because if you think about you're trying to work yeah. on a person or an area well that rock's been there marinating in that energy for a while yeah and it blends in with all the other rocks there i'll pick that up i'll toddle on to some a-hole down the road pick up a little pebble from their driveway take it home do the little magical work in that I want to do and then go and put it back. Yeah. So not only have I got the energy of place of the land and their home, essentially, but also when I'm putting the object there, it's going to blend in perfectly because it came from there. Tarmacers are going to do really well after this, aren't they? Probably. All those all those graveled car parks that all of a sudden are going to disappear because Liam's just told them. <laughs> <laughs> well... And they're free as well. You know, I know we sell crystals and they look pretty and stuff like that. And yes, like a lot of things, if you're thinking about um, Tupperware containers, some Tupperware containers hold certain things better than others. I have a very nice one that's kind of rectangular and flat that holds me pasta sheets. That's good yeah, yeah. pasta sheets. Don't mean I can't put other things in it. No, but it suits but the purpose of the job at the, the time. And I think that's similar to crystals, you know, there are some crystals that retain a certain energy better than others. Um, but it doesn't mean that all of these crystal books and stuff, you need that specific crystal. And I think no. that when you have your idea of what you want to use it for in mind, then select one 
and base yeah. that on what's jumping out at you and what feels right as opposed to what a crystal book says or what have you. Yeah, they also look really good on Instagram posts, which I think is the other reason that people collect so many. Yeah, I suppose. Well, that's the collector thing, isn't it? It is one of those things that you The magpie collect. situation. Yeah. I mean, you've started working with, is it the blue stone? Like it, um, uh, Stonehenge? Oh, uh, yeah, the, um, Persili or whatever it is. Yeah, some point uh, name. But yeah, I it's so. But that's you know while we're kind of developing some kind of runic arrangement, maybe or or some kind of product. But it's You're just carving them, aren't you? Carving runes on them potentially. So, but it just yeah, it's kind of like for that again. It still goes back to although that technically they're not really gemstones at that point. You're talking about a bit of kind of. Um, a bit more like granite or something like that with it but it's it's a stone of a particular land of a particular space it makes sense that if you're trying to um tap into that energy that you would use something like that so but you can't tell me um that all everybody that wants to use a bit of jade um is using it because it's found in that particular area in peru obviously i don't even know they find jade in peru but you know what my point is you're well, no, not they, trying they, to connect to that specific space because the scott cunningham book says that they need to do that or nowadays it's because they saw a facebook meme post yeah. with a picture of it saying this is what it's for yeah oh i like the looks of that when it looks pretty and it says it's for this i'm gonna go and buy it and i'm gonna pay a ridiculous amount of money to a retailer that gets it slightly cheaper from a wholesaler that gets it cheaper from a miner that gets slaves to mine it <laughs> and then they die a painful death at a young age if you buy crystals you're supporting slavery <laughs> essentially that's the, that's the sad truth of it all is the fact that actually <laughs> you know i i told you i'm sure i mentioned earlier uh, not in this podcast but when we were talking earlier i find the most hideous uh, piece of crockery i suppose is what you call it on uh, uh. on instagram yesterday where they had this uh tea set mug and saucer complete the ugliest thing i've ever seen but completely carved out of rose quartz um and sh i'm sure somebody in its little booklet or whatever else that it came with uh, must have written lovely passages about how calming it must be or or whatever while you're drinking your whatever out of it um at the end of the day like you know in some ways that is just consumerism at its highest peak is i can you know i can get anything i want made out of of quartz which is you know what kind of a large part of the western world is but at the same time i just, i don't understand I think it's because we both come from a very utilitarian kind of use of tools. The tool has to make sense yeah. as to why you are using it for that particular thing. So it's like, you know, it has been very well proven <laughs> that tea tastes better from something like porcelain because of how the ambience of the temperature, etc, etc. So why would you then go and make it out of rose quartz other than just because you can? Um or you've got some silly obsession 
However, you know, I have seen some incredible um, bathtubs made out of jade and stuff like that. They look really cool. I don't know if they're any better for having a bath in, but they do look really cool. Um, but to me, that's the other end of the spectrum where it's kind of like, OK, you can kind of justify it because somebody would spend that kind of money on a piece of granite to have a granite one or whatever. Whereas, you know, for a teapot and a teacup, really? Is that necessary? And is it of any use to you? It's not going to make any difference to your practice. It's definitely not going to fill your life with love and light if I get hold of them. So when when do you think that this whole crystal craze went that, that come about? Because obviously, if you're thinking about traditional witchcraft, cunning folk and that, in fact, there is a certain um, new Facebook group that we quite like that we're in. They've got a rule about don't discuss crystals unless it's quartz crystals you find on a beach because that's not traditional. You'd have traditionally found yeah. them on the beach if you're in Britain, but you ain't going to have some of these fun ones from abroad, that kind of thing, which yeah. is partly not really true because you think of John Dee and that. He had a scrying crystal, technically. Yes. But there we go. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, when did this cra crystal craze come about? Because it was before Instagram, wasn't it? Nowadays, with the oh, aesthetic yeah. witchcraft, you've got the... Well, it doesn't matter if the spell works. It just no. matters if it looks pretty so I can put online a picture of it. Yeah. So I, I'm i not sure. I'm assuming it's something to do... No, it, it's got to go further back than that. I imagine it started with antiquarianism. So like where people like to collect these cabinets of curiosity. So Victorian kind, kind of Kind of Victorian kind of, you know, uh, I've got this stone from here and I've got that skull from there. And, you know, this this small tribe in some little place, island in the middle of nowhere, really needed to eat from this bowl. They spent a whole year making it, but it looks better in my cabinet. Um, you know, like I think it kind of starts with that. And then as people have just become different kinds of collectors so some people will collect pokemon cards and other people collect you know old photographs of dead people uh, you know and then i think others that are all love and light and whatever quite like their crystal collections so i think it is a, it is a collection thing isn't there i it, can't it really see any is... other reason because there is no reason why you would need unless you are some kind of no, even then, even if you're a Reiki healer, do you really need 30 different kinds of wand at different sizes in different colours? Like, do you actually? If you what surely, do you if a you're wand at all? exactly, surely, <laughs> if you're an, a, um, a, a practiced, very well practiced Reiki healer, all you need are technically your hands and someone to work on. Um. And I'm pushing that to its limit there, because do you really, really need, that, need to have hands? But, you know. Yeah. But when you look at this as on the flip side is, but why do you need all of those crystals? Because to me, I've got interesting collections of rocks. Um, they're not, they're not, um, they're not crystals. Um, they'll be from various oh, yeah. different beaches I've been to or river stones that I found where one particular one has taken my eye um you know the traditional way of doing any kind of for lack of a better word runic work 
like witch stones would be you'd collect them over a generation and um, you know that's kind of even though I'm working on sets for us you know to a certain extent it makes no sense for a collection of runes to be one made out of stone at all um, I don't think it's almost necessarily needed but the other part is um, you know why would they all be the same because when you if you were to traditionally craft a runic set you would as you learn each individual letter um, you would have found something that resonated with that letter to make that part from in those kind of traditional um, witch bags um, for or you know you'd collect bones from various different birds there would be yeah. a there would be a connection to why you were crafting it in the way that you were crafting it now i could understand someone going i need and i imagine that you know john d and his scrying crystal probably did involve going or laboriously finding a collector that could get hold of the crystal that was required in order to make that piece that's different i think if you've gone no, this really needs to be made out of this and you have looked everywhere to find all the pieces of how to make it um, scavenge the, you know, the globe looking for them and it specifically needs to be made out of that particular gemstone because that's what felt right. I can kind of understand that. But you just happen to be, you know, in St Ives for the weekend and some chintzy little shop that sells, you know, stuffed witches on brooms mm. and and cards with witches on and by that I mean I mean postcards and just happens to have <laughs> a you know a wheel full of rose quartz what is particularly so special in that moment that you go ah, I must have one unless you've got a particular work in in planned in mind I think Unless unless you're one of those, if, unless you're inexperienced and just doing what you're told because the book says you need such and yeah. such a crystal, then the need is really a want. It's like, yeah. I want that. I want those. I'll find something to do with them later. And, you know, it's a little bit awkward. I mean, it's interesting, really, because we sell we sell crystals, don't we? And yeah. We're fully aware of the negative impacts they have. Okay, we get them in bulk, and we've got them in bulk from a UK wholesaler. But you know, it's not like we're doing. Our, well, I say we're not. It's not like we're doing our bit to stop the crystal industry because ninety nine percent of the time we always tell people, well, "Why are you buying that?" <laughs> you just go and yeah. get one. <laughs> yeah, which, like I said, makes us really bad salesmen, but it hopefully makes you a better witch. Like, and I know I'm probably going to get scorned for the fact that I've just said that, but is a case because whatever works for you works for you. But it's it's just getting into that mentality of it's not required. If you want it and you want you have your own reasons for wanting that, that's fine. I just wonder as to why you've made that choice um, when you could have, you know, got a person to specifically go out and go, I just want you to go to war or go for a walk. I need 
these items or this set of items, bring it me back and I'll do the rest of the work for you, is a much more, or I've got this bowl here full of pebbles I've collected from all over the world, pick one. From a practitioner's point of view, that makes sense to me, where, you know, if... You know, if that's if that's what works, then obviously that I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying, is it necessary? Yeah, I think that it, it's a one, isn't it? Now, can you remember what the last crystal you used was for? Uh, I think the last thing I used was the beginning of COVID. Um. And it was for some kind of transformative uh, to kind of suck in the negativity around me. Um, oh, it was for you and not for a client then? Yeah, not for a client. And that's past, I think that's got the last a, like stone a I used. Thing, you? Oh, yeah. I've had that a couple of years is that, ago. Is that made of crystal? Yeah, it's a piece of agate. Okay. So, but then I didn't make that myself. It was a piece designed by a artist well you got it for someone else originally and then for yeah. actually i like this too much i'm keeping it yeah uh, uh, i remember a time when you uh, started wearing it and you were you were still saying well it's not really for me it's not really for me and i'm like yeah i'm taking it off it's definitely yours now yeah but you know again it's it found its use and i i, I kept it but you know, beyond beyond that, um, you know, that's probably the first piece I've bought in probably ten years um, that was for yeah. any kind of specific use. Well, I've never really been a massive collector of no. um, ones, but every now and then I'll see something. Particularly if I go away, that's the thing. Like you're one of those people that tends to walk along locally and pick up a rock or something like that yeah i only really do that when i'm traveling because i feel like well i'm here now i gotta get it now if i want to pick that rock up because i like it i'm not coming all the <laughs> way back here whereas if it was something close by i wouldn't do it because i'd think oh, i can always come back and get that it's just a subconscious thing some people yeah. are little magpies and collectors aren't they yeah and i like i said i just i think it's, it's something i've done since i was little um and I particularly like those kind of pebbles that have like a a line of a different colour that clips straight through the middle. Yeah. Um, and I use I use a lot of those in in my gardening, which sounds really odd, but um, but you just kind of yeah, I just you find it as and when I just pick pick the odd one as and when I you know when it calls to me. Um. The last, the last stone that I picked up specifically, as in um, from like one of these shops, was just because I'd never seen one like it before. I've never found a use for it. I've got no idea what it's for. Um, I didn't even read whatever the card said uh, on top of it. Um, I quite like Jasper. And this was a like a cappuccino one or something like that it was called. And um, I'd never seen one like it before, um, and I haven't seen one in a shop since. Um, but I did feel I had to have that one. 
and I think that one was just the kind of magpie in me. So it does happen. I'm not saying I'm not liked, you know, I don't have those moments. Um, but if it wasn't for the fact we own a shop, I wouldn't be able to fill a bowl with them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, that's interesting you say that, actually, because I was obsessed a little bit. I was just looking at it up, actually, on the internet whilst you were talking. I was a little obsessed at one point with Merlinite. Can you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. And we, we went in this dodgy shop, um, witchy kind of new agey shop. Not going to say where it is. Um, and they had a selection of crystals and stuff. And I'd never seen this Merlinite stuff before. And there was two there. And out of the one, one of the two that was there, I really liked it. I never bought it either because I was like, I want it in a pointy kind of pendulum form. And this was like a flat. Yeah, it was the wrong shape, um, wasn't flat it? Flat rock. Um, but it was really, really nice. The problem is I can't find anything online that looks the same. Like there's no. lots of Merlinite about, but I don't like the look of those. No. And they look different. And I know there's fake Merlinite and actual Merlinite because they've got two different names. Um, Mystic Merlinite and this and that Merlinite, that kind of yeah. thing. One but, is... um, yeah, it was just one of those things. It was really, really strange. I did look up the references to what it was supposed to stand for on that. But again, for me, it's kind of, I don't really trust that. No, I just want to have a piece that I, I connect with and that I can work yeah. with. Um, and you almost necessarily have a, an idea as to what it's going to be used for before you've even found it. And I think that's kind of why, you know, it has that kind of, well, I haven't found one yet. You know, I've been looking for the right piece of jewellery for how long? I still haven't found it. Mm. 